Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy, and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here as always with Daniel. Hello. And today we are doing quotes that we live by part de. <laughs> is that right it's not do it's no it's two <laughs> yes part two because the first one went so well and you all enjoyed it so much and we got loads of response and quotes sent to us that we thought we'll do another one yeah the first one was quite a success wasn't it yeah i think it's one of our most listened to podcasts yeah i think it was one of the most enjoyable to do as well because there seems to be a never-ending supply of quotes out there about many topics particularly health and business for us and philosophy but it's just really interesting a lot of them catch catch your eye and take your imagination we've probably got another 20 here but we could definitely do part three four five all at the same time <laughs> couldn't we absolutely and it's really hard to decide which ones that you want to um use isn't it so i think we've got some good ones here mine all following a similar theme this time actually which you'll discover later on what it is. Mine do as well, but two themes really. Mine are going to be more long-term investment based, which is my new fascination, and philosophy based. There's not many health ones in this one actually. Well, I suppose you could think of philosophy as health, it's mental health. Long-term as well? Yeah, there's not many like real health ones, I should say really. Uh, I've got a few real health ones. I haven't got any (laughs) business ones, but again, they're kind of like, you can use them for either, can't you? Yeah. Well, should go and then dive in. What's your first one? Right. Well, of course, I had to have a quote by Paul Check, And uh, I mean, we must quote Paul Check with every podcast that we've ever done, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, right, I've got two actually by Paul Check, And the first one is this. Life is like a boomerang. You get back what you throw out. I thought that was a good one. Actually, I don't have any Paul Check quotes in this one, which is the first time ever. But that is a good one, isn't it? And it's it's true because you get what you give, give what you get. Yeah. If you go through life being a bastard, people are going to be a bastard back. Yeah. <laughs> that's my simple explanation. <laughs> and that's quoted by Dan. <laughs> well, the golden rule. Shit. The golden rule. That's probably, it's a bit like that, isn't it? What's that? Yeah. Treat others how you would want to be treated. Is that it? Or is it treat thy neighbor as if? Ah, you want to be. Are you quoting the Bible at me now? <laughs> that's the golden rule. That's the golden rule. I think I've just butchered it a little bit, but that's what it is. I think you have, but yeah, life is like a boomerang. You get back what you throw out, and absolutely true. And it happens all the time. If you are in a miserable git, like nobody's going to want to interact with you, really. And you know, oh, you, just, you know what really annoys me as well? These internet trolls, like they're just sitting there behind their screens would you write something because i get them sometimes you know like on me instagram feed and stuff and would you like write stuff would you say stuff to my face that you wouldn't dare sit like you'd sit behind the screen and say probably not because i'd punch you (laughs) in a non-violent way (laughs) that's the thing it's because it's faceless people don't have to deal with the consequences it's like a coward's way isn't it yeah but just like why why do it it's just putting out negativity in the world and you don't need that because you're going to get it back. What's the law of karma? Whatever you put out, you get back six times over. It's more a reflection of how 
poorly they think of themselves if they're going to take the time to sit down at a keyboard and try and bring someone else down it reflects so poorly on them that that's how badly they think of themselves that they have to bring everyone else down instead of raising themselves up that's how i like to look at it exactly exactly so it's more of a like you're right dan it's a reflection of them not of you it's like a boomerang (laughs) and it comes back to you (laughs) go on then dan what's your one well, that's going to lead me nicely into the next one. So I think that's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and bounce off your quotes and pick okay. mine that reflect them. So my next one is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was an American lecturer and philosopher back in the 1800s. I don't know too much about him. I just I know the quote and I really like it. And it's, what you are speaks so loudly that I can't hear a single word you're saying. So that's a good one, isn't it? It essentially means you can get people who are like little dogs who just bark on in the yap. You know, they say that the smallest dog has the loudest bark. Judge people by their character and what they do as opposed to what they say, because anyone can talk a good game and they can go around shouting and pretending they know things, but actions speak louder than words. And that's essentially what it is. It's just a fancy way of, of saying that. And you shouldn't really judge people anyway, but judge people on what they do not what they say, because anyone can read something and, and say or try and correct mm. you or jump on a keyboard without even a profile picture and and try and make light of your work. But it takes a lot of effort to go and create something and benefit the world as opposed to just sat behind a keyboard and try to bring everyone else down. Yeah. What does um, Tony Robbins say that they don't make statues of critics? Yeah, that's really true. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Oh. That was just the one I just threw in there from the top of my head. I didn't actually have that one written down, but it's true, isn't it? Like, mm. Good one, Dan. Okay, so my next one is another Paul Check one. And this one is so relevant to our lives. The best exercise is the one you'll do. There's a health one for you. I think that's my only health one. Well, maybe I've got another. But it's so true, isn't it? You see people doing these faddy things and like, I must run or I must go and lift weights. But if you hate lifting weights or you hate, like if someone tried to make me run, I would slap, I'm sounding like I'm a right, violent person today. I'm not, (laughs) but I'm just not a runner and I hate running and I just wouldn't do it. But some people just absolutely love it and that's great. And if you love it, then do it. But then don't try and do something that you hate. Do what you love. I remember watching one of Paul's seminars back in the early days when I got into the Czech stuff and he was saying he's made, it was hard to believe at the time because he's so accomplished and has get such good results. But he was saying he's made every mistake in the book when it comes to writing programs. He would write out the perfect program of stretches and strengthening exercises to bring someone into perfect balance. And he said, but it also required the world's greatest amount of time. It would take three hours per day to, t- to do this program. Yeah. And in the end, it was people were worse off because they wouldn't do it because they didn't have enough time. So you just had to learn from that mistake and realize, take into account time, enjoyment. You'd rather someone do 75% of a workout five days a week than do this 100% the perfect workout. workout once a month. And that's, that's really what it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then you start like, it's only over time because I've made that mistake as well, where I've written the best plan for somebody, like perfect for their bodies. And then they go away. And then they come back in like a couple of weeks time. How much did you do? Well, I started off really well. And then <laughs> yeah. it was a bit too, and you're like, oh man, why did you stop? But then you realize that actually the more that you try and like say to them, you need to do this, the more crap they feel about themselves. And then, so just cut it right back. I've learned that 
for myself all the time as well. You're better off giving a person one really good exercise that they'll do every day than 50. That would be perfect for them, but would take, like you say, three hours to do. <laughs> because then they're not going to do any of them, are they? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then they just feel resentful and then they hate themselves even more. And then you've just completely crashed their egos and self-esteem <laughs> yeah because you think well, what you don't want to do i know this is going to fix me and i know i should be doing it but i'm not doing it so then you feel worse than when you didn't know so yeah it's uh, it's, it's a funny one because it's a fine balance of getting people to to do the work which is going to be beneficial also making it enjoyable at the same time so it's it's combining all those factors but it comes down to try and get people to remember why they're doing it in the first place find the dream and then the yeah. hard work can seem a little bit more like a labor of love if you're working towards something that you know is going to be beneficial, which leads me to my next quote. Go on then. This can be more business and health, but it's pay your future self first. So instead of just doing the short-term things, which seem really enjoyable, like spending money on something new and shiny, or could be doing the, the exercise you saw on Instagram, which looks really interesting and complicated and might make you look cool in the gym. Doing a lot of the boring well, not so exciting stuff, even just a little bit every day over a long period of time will be a lot more beneficial than the superficial stuff. Mm. Like I say, I've been looking at like investments and things lately, and it's just now realizing that a little bit over a long period at a time and just forget about it is going to be a lot more helpful for you than trying to have the million dollar idea and jumping from one thing to the next. So mm. just pay your future self first. Do the little health things, which might seem a little bit boring, but do them every day. And that'll allow you to enjoy the more exciting things more as well. Which leads me into my next quote. This is by Robert Louis Stevenson. Don't judge each day by the hours you reap, but by the seeds you grow. Mm. Harvest. I should have said said it wrong. Hang on, I'll say it again. (laughs) Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you grow. Ah, and it's good. so true and that's what you know anything anything in this life like writing a book i'm going to use the example of writing a book because i've been writing a book for like the last year and a half and it's a complete pain in the ass honestly oh my god like writing a book is just horrendous because you're just sitting there <laughs> writing away and then you look at what you've written and you think this is just shit <laughs> <laughs> And then, then you go back in a couple of days later and you think, well, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but you're ferreting away, but there's nothing happening outside, you know, like, like to people out there, they might be just thinking I'm not doing anything, but I am, but it's just, yeah, it's really tough. And that's what, you know, when you, um, doing, when you've got an injury or something and you're trying to do the rehab, like you say, like what you've just said, the little tiny things that you have to do each day, they don't seem like they're having that much of an effect but over the long term, they are. But it's that little bits of stuff. It's the seeds that you're planting every day that will reap the harvest in, in the future. Yeah, so my next quote is going to be a Warren Buffett quote, which I know you're a big fan of Warren Buffett. Yeah, but I love before him. that, I wanted to say off the cuff one of his other quotes, which relates to what you've just said. Someone today is sitting in the shade because of a seed they planted a very long time ago. Mm. So that could very much relate to you and writing the book yeah so essentially planting seeds every day but in 20 years time when it's an international bestseller and people have had their lives changed <laughs> yes of, of course yeah in big 
yeah but that's that's the palm tree 20 years down the line yeah planting seeds today but that was warren buffett but then the other quote from him which i had wrote down was price is what you pay value is what you get which is a business term but it's also it's kind of we were talking about it off air as well you can put a price on anything but if you're if you're selling products or services it has to have value that's what people want Mm. and just put a price on something and and it'd be you can't have it substandard look for value in things not just price price doesn't correlate to value does it be two separate things but they they often get put in the same bracket something can be very cheap but it can be very valuable if it's right for you so that just kind of i've never heard it put like that before but it just kind of caught my attention price is what you pay value is what you get very good very good is it my turn yep okay i've got a joseph platt is one for you i like to put this one in my studio actually you are the architect of your own happiness i mean how good is that what's the there's a similar one is it successful people get what they want no no what was it you're not butchering a quote again dan are you? i am definitely butchering a quote <laughs> this, is, this seems to be a theme but yeah successful people get what they want happy people want what they get happy people want what they get yeah success is getting what you want happiness is wanting what you get yes so that's just just being happy with what life throws at you you kind of control everything but you are the architect of your own happiness also is yeah you're right that you are the person nobody else you know sometimes we think if i if i just got that thing or if you know that person would just go out with me or something like that but it's those your happiness doesn't depend on those things it depends on you inside yeah it's exter- it's ex- that's externalizing things isn't yes it? yep. it's internal it's an internal thing i hear it all the time i'd be happy if i just lo- lost this belly fat <laughs> like you won't be happy <laughs> you'll lose it and you'll not be happy no. it's happiness doesn't come from something like that it comes from inside yeah or i'll just be happy when i get that big house but then you get the big house and there's another bigger house down the street yeah you have to fall in love with the process james clear talks about this a lot and he says it you shouldn't look to lose 10 pounds you should be aiming to go to the gym every day yeah you focus on be, the process yeah. yeah you shouldn't be focusing on being a millionaire you should be focusing on saving a hundred pound a week yeah if you can fall in love with the process the result will come but they say it's all about the it's all about the journey not the destination that and it's so true it's if you can fall in love with the process of doing something that is the joy in itself yeah and it's the little things that you do every day that actually make you happy in the long term it's not going to be an easy ride though, is it? You have to, there's going to be ups and downs, which is my next quote, which is, I might've said this in a previous episode. I can't remember, but I'm going to say it again because I really like it. It is right. a smooth sea, never made a skillful sailor. Mm. Which is true because if everything just went plain and simple and easy all the time, what would you learn? You wouldn't learn anything. You have to learn by mistakes and going out there and doing it, getting on the sea and navigating the waves and capsizing and, getting back on track and that's how you learn and there's no two ways about it and you can't shortcut that process either either and i think this year has been a very rough sea (laughs) we've been in almost a cyclone of you know trauma really and being able to navigate that and still come out of the other end as a rounded person with a healthy business is kind of um like my business has grown over lockdown 
you know, like you say, you can't shortcut that process of learning and growing <laughs> as you go, even on the choppy waters. Yeah. And staying with the whole nautical theme, which we've all of a sudden come to. <laughs> is it, we'll turn into pirates. <laughs> <laughs> there's another Warren Buffett business quote, which is, it's not until the tide goes out that you see who's been swimming naked which is true so in terms of business now that the tide's gone out and the shit's hit the fan all the people who were didn't really have good foundational business they were just living off just on the surface but seeming like they were doing really well Mm. they've just crashed to the ground haven't they so warren buffett's getting a lot of attention today but we're loving the warren yeah i wish i had all his money when you're worth 80 billion (laughs) yeah you're doing all right (laughs) yeah all right cool is it it my turn Yeah, I think it's your turn. Right, okay. So next up, I'm going to go for some Albert Einstein. Ooh. And this is, this again, relates to business and these long-term investments, like what Warren Buffett specializes in. He said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Those who (laughs) understand it, earn it, and those who don't, pay for it. Absolutely. And that can be, like we've already spoke about that, really, to be honest, if you're in terms of exercise as well. If you just do the small corrective exercises over a long period of time, they just compound. And then the bigger, sexier exercises, you're just going to be able to do them a lot easier and actually get the benefits which they're designed mm. for. But you have to build a foundation first. But they're just going to compound. So just doing the simple things like getting eight hours of sleep every night, drinking plenty of water, eating good food, doing a bit of exercise. They just compound. They just make everything else seem better. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you get beginners in, I always notice this. They always want to do the next big thing, the next big thing. Like, everyone comes to Pilates and wants to do planks. That's like, but if you don't do all the foundation stuff, and I've just been teaching some beginners this week, and we've been doing, like, we hardly moved off the mats, in fact, because we were doing all the deep core work, you know, the transverse abdominus work that we've talked about in, in our core podcast. Um, like you don't feel like you're doing anything but if you do all of that stuff first a plank will be easy but whereas if you don't do all of that stuff and you try and then do to to do a plank you'll be doing it wrong you won't be activating the right muscles and it'll just seem like a really hard exercise and it'll take you 10 times longer to actually get to the point where the people are who are doing all the the foundational work you've got to do it you can't shortcut the process can you yeah i think the trouble is with that type of thing People who then come and do the first class or the first few classes, they might see videos of people doing the perfect plank. And that yeah. seems, it's a good advertisement tool, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it seems really attainable. It's not a very good advertising tool or marketing strategy to show the boring, slow foundation <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a difficult one to, to navigate, isn't it? Yeah. You have to tell them the truth, but you, it has to be marketable as well. So that's good marketing, I, isn't it? Telling the truth attractively. Yeah. I always say that this is not like um, anything that you'd want to put on Instagram, this deep core work. It's like, you know, when you're planting a rose bush, it's the seeds of the rose that got, this is, this is the digging, digging the hole in the Yeah, in but the if, you put a fo- if you put a photo of some bare soil there, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look as appealing as a, as a, a big rose, it's a beautiful it? rose bush, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know, you've got to do all that work first before you can grow the rose bush. But also, I noticed as well. This is another phenomenon I've noticed through years of teaching, and you might have noticed this. If you've got a beginner person, they always want to do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, like the harder stuff. They put the weight, pile the weights on, and do all this. Whereas if you have a advanced person, they never mind going back to do the basic stuff. 
mm. because it's always valuable doing the basic stuff. And I think the more advanced you get, the better you are at returning to that basic level. Yeah, because if you've already put the work in, you realize the value in it as well. Yeah. You often hear this, I've never really done martial arts, but it's kind of very philosophical. And in martial arts, there is no way you have to put the foundational work in. Mm. Otherwise, if you, you say if you come to like a fighting competition, you've got no chance. And the way the, the martial arts systems are designed, you have to progress through the belts. So you have to do the foundational work. Yeah. So with that comes quite a few good quotes. So Bruce Lee has a good one. Again, I probably butcher this because I've been doing it all day, but I don't fear the man who, not, who has practiced one, uh, a thousand kicks one time. I fear the man who has practiced one kick a thousand times. Yeah. That's true, isn't it? If you can just learn to, for instance, turn, the ab- turn your abdominals on correctly, then that's worth more than doing 10 different types of plank incorrectly. Yeah. And I've got, like, it's not a quote, but it's an example. I train a really good dressage rider. And I was telling her about the, you know, going backwards a little bit. And she was like, oh my God, this is so good because we're going back. I've been training her for years on a one to one basis. So she's pretty good. But we, she had an injury. So we went back to all the deep core work and stuff. And she was like, oh my God, I've forgotten about this. And she was telling me an example of when she first started doing dressage. She got her horse to do all sorts of fantastic things. She said he could go sideways, backwards, do everything that, that a dressage horse should do. But she said he couldn't walk forward in the end. Like he couldn't, he forgot. How <laughs> she's like, she's like, he couldn't walk forward. And but he could do all this fancy stuff. And she says that that's just taught me that you've still got to do all the foundation work because you do all this fancy stuff and then you forget that you can't do the actual stuff that you need to function. Yeah. So what should you do? Just stay in the stables. <laughs> yeah. She had to get him a diagonal stable. <laughs> <laughs> it reverse up the stable. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's my turn for a quote. Go on then. So this is from Jim Carrey. And this one is a good one because this this really boils my goat. (laughs) Visualization works if you work. You can't just visualize and go eat a sandwich. Oh my God. How many times do I hear people go, what's on your vision board? (laughs) I've got this on my vision board. Like I'm a big fan of, you know, planning ahead, having a long-term goal and stuff. All this vision boarding and this, you know, the secret. But everyone read the secret. Like, oh, I do the secret. I put it out in the universe. I'm going to get like 10 million pounds. It's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work unless you do the work. You're not going to sit in your house and get 10 million followers from just sitting in your house eating a sandwich. It's not going to happen. I think that's where me and you probably get called hippies a lot of our friends. But that's where hippies and all these people in the woo-woo stuff like get a bit of a bad name it's all spiritual and stuff but no the people who get results are the ones who put the graft in like there's no mm-hmm. nothing spiritual about that you just have to do it every day yeah it's exactly. the same as well isn't it think and then move your feet so you can visualize it yeah but you have to do it that's just visualizing is just the first step towards 100 steps in achieving it yeah exactly i mean i love a crystal as much as anybody in the world loves a crystal or a bit of an essential oil but I also know the nuts and bolts of how to run a business and how to get a long-term vision off the ground. And it takes work, a lot of it. And yeah, I couldn't just sit there, visualize with my crystals and stuff and go, yeah, okay, let's do this. Well, it's like and this I'm- when people say, oh, health, oh, you just need to just love yourself. 
Just love yourself. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can go and eat like a Subway on a morning and a pizza on a night and not go to the gym and be 10 stone overweight. Yeah, but just love yourself. Yeah, but then you're a burden on your family. You're a burden on the <laughs> NHS. You're going to die young. You're setting a bad example for your children. Yeah, yeah, but you love yourself. Like, fucking get out of here. That's bullshit. You have to love yourself and, and like look after yourself as well. Be, like, be an adult. Yeah, and all this like the secret stuff where it's like, yeah, just put it out into the universe. Like, I could sit and meditate with the best of them, but if I'm not actually going out and doing the work, like I'm just sitting there meditating, all this stuff's not going to happen to me. Like, and it's just oh, so many people I meet in business over the years have just gone, yeah, I'd love to be able to do this. Like, but they're not willing to put actual hard graft, learn the nuts and bolts of it, learn how to market your stuff. It's just bullshit. I brought out some fire in you, didn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm sounding quite violent today. <laughs> <You are. laughs> I've already punched and slapped someone. And now I'm, <laughs> right, now so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go philosophical next. I'm going to try and okay, make bring it a bit back. more in, introspective. Yeah. I need to hold onto a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a short one. It's wherever you go, there you are. Uh-huh. Which, I think I've got a book called that. Yeah, there is a book called that. I haven't read it, and I didn't even know it was a book until I researched the quote, and then all I could find was Amazon kept coming up trying to sell me the book. It's a massive book. I haven't read it. It's just yeah. on my shelf. I'll, well, I'll summarize it for you anyway. <laughs> you don't need to read it. <laughs> it just means you, you just you can't run away from your problems. If there's something happened in your life, you can change your job, you can change your house. Your problems are still the same. If there's a deep underlying issue, wherever you go, there you are. You are the problem, not again i talk about externalizing things and i'm going to jump in with another quote straight away i'm going to do back to back go on then i don't know who said this one but i really like it and it is the only hell i'm afraid of is when i die the person i end up as meets the person i could have been oh i've heard that quote before i think tony robbins might have said it well i wouldn't be surprised because he's um he knows what he's talking about essentially it means fulfill your potential they do interviews with people who are on the deathbed and like it's the, the 10 most common things people see on the deathbed. They say they wish they followed the dreams a little bit more. They wish they did this, that and the other. So yeah, the only hell I'm afraid of is when I die, the person I become meets the person I could have been and that just strikes a chord in me. I really, I really think it's good. So I'm going to find out who actually said it if it wasn't Tony Robbins. Yeah, I think I've heard Tony Robbins say it. I don't know whether it was his original quote. Mm. But that's a real... Oh, God, yeah. I think that was one of the biggest... Um, regrets that people say when they're on the deathbed isn't it that they regret that they didn't follow their dreams and did the thing that they wanted to do yeah or that they lived their lives because of someone else rather than for themselves one of the top 10 things that always gets listed is i wish i didn't work as much but that sounds similar to what we're saying but in that regard is people wish they didn't work just to pay the bills and jobs they didn't like they wish they didn't do that as much yeah. And there's a difference between just labor and then a labor of love. Yeah. So if you're doing something that you love every day, it's still going to be hard work, but it's, it's getting you it's to a where... a different type of yeah, hard work. Different, yeah, I've done it before where I've worked in corporate land and hated it. But, and I probably put more hours in now as my, because of my, I'm running my own business, but I love it. It doesn't feel like I'm working because people always say, how come you've got so much energy? And it's like, because I love what I'm doing. It's not like a chore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Don't get it wrong. It's still hard work. Like you put the hours in and the effort in. It's, it's yeah. not easy, but it's that fulfillment and it's that rewarding. And it's, it's that fulfilling that potential, which you know, which probably caused you to go down yeah. this path of having your own business in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. 
Now my next two quotes, these are my final ones, but they're all about happiness, which I'm so very happy to know, it's very contradictory to <laughs> what you've been talking about so far. I am normally a very happy, go-lucky kind of person. <laughs> Today I'm punching and anyway, this one is from Anne Frank. Whoever is happy will make others happy too. Happiness is contagious. But equally, so is misery. Misery loves company, doesn't it? So um, be happy and don't spread your misery around. Spread your happiness. Yeah. Spread your little happiness. It's that whole thing, if you haven't got something good to say, don't say anything don't at all. Say it. You said that's good, like happy people make other people happy, it's true. Have you noticed people, everyone wearing face masks? Now, say if I'm just walking down the street or down in a shop or something, and you just go to be polite and just smile at someone, but you don't know whether they're smiling back at you. I know. It's just like awkward. That's one of the smile with your eyes. <laughs> I might just go around and start giving people a thumbs up instead. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, high five. <laughs> I know that's one of the things, though, isn't it? Like when you're wearing a mask, you can't actually see your facial expressions. Mm. So how do you convey happiness in a mask? You're doing a little dance down the street. So you just get yeah. a mask with a big fake smile on, like the Joker. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so be happy, guys, because, you know, this is it. This is the one chance you're going to get. Right, have you got, was that your last two or your last one? I've got another one. Right, go on then. It's about, have you got any more, like? I've got one. I'm, okay, I'll say this one, but it's, it's probably not as powerful as any the others. I just heard, I watched a documentary the other day about how Google and social media make money and how they affect people's lives, because it's like, it's a big part of life today. Oh, was it that social dilemma? Yeah, have you watched it? Oh, yeah, it's really it's good, really, isn't it? It's really, really good, yeah. And the quote in there, which I got was, if you are not paying for the product, then you are the product. And I was like, whoa. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yes, I wrote that one down as well. Did you? And that, how powerful is that? Mm-hmm. So it's like Google and Facebook and all these social media sites. You don't pay, you don't pay for them. They're all, they're all free. But then you mm. think, well, how do they make money? It's because you're the product. They're, they're selling your data to yeah. advertisers and things like that. And I was like, that mm-hmm. is powerful. And it's in front of your face every day. And it's free. And you think, well, how do they make money? And it just makes sense when I heard that statement. Yeah. So if you're on there all the time, that's what they want. They want you there all the time, don't they? And they're using all the tricks, the dopamine drips and stuff, the little likes and the comments to get you back. They want you on their sites all the time. It's, it's a very, very good for. documentary, isn't it? It's absolutely oh, it's scary though, isn't it? Oh, it's scary because the people who, who are on the show are former employees of like facebook google who then come out and said the way this is the way it's designed we designed it to be this way yeah and it's getting worse and but uh, they thought they were designing it for the good because well, there yeah, is some the, good out of it isn't there you know yeah, they, they didn't have negative intentions in the first place but it's just kind of gone down that path and then it's so yeah. hard to reverse now isn't it i'm getting more conscious of being on facebook mm. Even like though in, I use it for my business. Like you say, it's, it was a good thing when it was first invented. It was mm. like, I remember when I first done it, I was getting in, in contact with people I hadn't seen for years who I went to school with. Yeah. It was, it was actually interesting to talk to people. And then, like you say, a market. And you realize why ruined. you didn't keep in touch with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just become a totally different entity now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, like back in the day when I first started teaching exercise out in the community, 
you just had to put a sign on a church door and hope that <laughs> yeah. people would turn up, you know, we didn't have yeah. any of this kind of, so I remember just turning up one night to a, to a community center thinking, I've got no idea if anyone's going to come tonight or anything, but so it's transformed the way that businesses work and stuff, but yeah, it's scary. It's also transformed, you know, like what they were saying in evolutionary purposes, we have um, come, we've evolved to, understand or be be concerned about the opinions of say the 30 people in your tribe that's it because that was the average number of a tribe was 30 whereas now we've got the opinions of 10,000 100,000 people coming at you like what I was saying about trolls and stuff and it's just like we're not evolved to cope with all of those opinions and because we're human we focus on the negative things rather than the again that's an evolutionary process to weed out the things but now we've got that much stuff coming through it's crazy isn't it like yeah that's that's one of the big things i took away as well which i never even thought of that we're not used to having ten thousand people's opinions exactly you, you we're not meant to have in. ten thousand people's <laughs> opinions on us just our little tribe if you do something wrong when you're in your tribe there's only the 30 people would know about it now like the world would know about it yeah, exactly so yeah, it's, what's it called? The Social Dilemma? Is that what Social it was called? Dilemma, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it. really interesting. You should watch Dead it. Very interesting. Yeah. Right, my final quote, and this is one of my all-time favourites. It's from Oscar Wilde, who I'm a big fan of, and it is, some people cause happiness wherever they go, some whenever they go. Hmm. <laughs> like, that's a kind of tongue-in-cheek one, isn't it? So be the former not the latter cause happiness wherever you go not whenever you go that's very like eloquently put as well but there's a similar one where it says there's always one dickhead in the group and if you look around your group and you kind of figure out who it is it's you then it's you (laughs) (laughs) it's so true (laughs) but yeah i just think you know yeah, you've got there's some people who are like dementors out of Harry Potter, you know, they suck the life out of you. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you feel like when you've left them, you feel like you've been through the, the ringer. And you're just like, no, I'm quite, I have quite high energy most of the time, but sometimes uh, they suck the energy out of you. But that's what they do, isn't it? They suck the energy out of you so that they can have it. It's an you're energy vampire. transaction. Energy vampires. It's a time, time vampire. Well, time is the great equalizer. If you spend a lot of time in the company of people who bring you down then there's no amount of money or supplement you can take to get that time back so exactly and one of the big the big things about being able to meet your goals is surround yourself with people who are already doing it or bring you up and support you rather than those who bring you down yeah you'll if you start getting into entrepreneurship especially in motivation and self-development you'll always hear the quote of you are who you spend your most time with you are mm. the result of the five people you spend time with and it is true isn't it oh totally totally and you find as you get older as well oh if you do different things like you know running your own business it's totally different mindset to, to being employed that you start to notice it more in your friends and you, you kind of drift away from friends who maybe don't understand and support you in that way it's not that you're not friends with them anymore it's just that they're not on the same platform as you yeah and you can still spend time with them doing things which you have similar interests Mm. with like there's not saying get rid of your friends it's just maybe don't spend all your time with them because it could Mm -hmm. be a time for business time for pleasure time for relax 
Yeah. And it's like, who do you take, take opinions from? Like if somebody hasn't been running their business or doesn't have any, any business idea, then I don't take opinions from them. (laughs) So I should run my business because they're not there. They're not doing it. They're not in the dirt digging away. Sometimes it's not necessarily the information being given. Don't look at the advice. Look at the person giving the advice because yeah, like come back to internet trolls and things like that. If they have a successful business and they're giving you critical feedback, you'll probably take that on board. Yeah. So you know they've done it. But if it's some, someone just feeling low about themselves and they want to bring you down, then just try and brush them off. Exactly. Okay, Daniel. Cool. I've enjoyed this one again because I like um, these quartz ones. We normally write about 10 down each, then say about 35 each. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't but it's all good. other ones pop out as we're going, don't they? Listeners, if again, if you can come back and give us your favorite quotes or if any of these resonated with you or they've sparked some interest, then let us know because I think we're definitely going to come back with episode three, four, five, six, or up to about yeah. 20 with quotes because I really like these ones. Yeah, it's cool. I do love a good quote. So um, listeners, please subscribe to our podcast and pass the pod. Oh, I'm licking your catchphrase. It just you've, came out, Dan. I'm sorry. You've done that a few times now. You've totally hijacked <laughs> my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan, you say it. No, no, no. It's too good now. <laughs> it's so yours what now. You, I'm so what are you up to? Oh, oh I feel really bad now. I'm sure. Like, just... <laughs> oh, where, where can we find you? What are you doing? Where, what's going down in the world of Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you went all New York, like news presenter there. New York. So the best place to find me is on Facebook, Daniel Purvis Health and Fitness. And like you said, you can pass the pod. If you want to find us, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Alexa, Podbean. Ooh, ooh, I've got a news flash. I got an email last night. We can now announce it. That we're on Amazon, so you oh, can get brilliant. it on Audible and everything now. I forgot yeah, to tell you that. Yeah, this is just news to me, <laughs> listeners, as well. Even though I'm 50% of this podcast. <laughs> I don't even know I'm, what's going on. I'm glad you remembered. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, so, yeah, we're on Amazon. So you can get us through your, um, what's it, what's it called? Alexa. Apparently, Amazon are going to start developing their podcast branch. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't already, because they seem to have conquered everything else, haven't they? I know. So we're on there now. Woo! Cool. So where can people find you? I am at my studio and um, organicpilates.co.uk. And you can come to a class online and offline. So it's all good. And um, what else am I doing? Flatten Your Abs program. We've just finished the first week and they are on fire. Um, Hopefully we'll get some good results out of that. And uh, yeah, it's all good. Cool. So thanks listeners. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again for another one sometime soon. Bye.